Inomine Cinema e TV e Spiritus Streaming. Amen. Hello, Hollywood faithful. Welcome back to another episode of the Hollywood Confessional. I'm your podcast priest, Jair Zamorathal. And I'm Megan Dane, and we are so happy to be back here with this particular news. (laughs) As everybody knows, the uh, Writers Guild of America got their tentative deal with the AMPTP last week, and we have just basically been celebrating nonstop. (laughs) It's been amazing. We were both at Idle Hour when the news broke, and oh, it just felt so good. Yeah, it's like your team won the World Series, but it's like... It also saved the world. It's like <laughs> your team won the like. World Series and your parlay bet hit at the same time. What's parlay? We're all getting paid. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, my mom, of course, was like, oh, so this means you automatically have a job. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but if I get a job, I will be paid. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what I told her. I'm like, I wish it could just be a happily ever after. I mean, you know, the struggle continues or the marathon or whatever, but. But we're writers. That's what we signed up for. That's right. We need to suffer in order to create our art. Um, and, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah. Yeah, there's definitely been such an interesting, I mean, transformation, I think, in everyone that I've talked to who has been a part of this labor movement and continues to be part of it, by the way, because SAG-AFTRA is still working towards their deal. Um, and we are fully supporting them and still out on the picket lines to show our solidarity with them. And, um, you know, also labor, hot labor summer continues. I guess it's turning into cool labor fall <laughs> because like there are still many unions on strike that we are also standing in solidarity with. And yet, I think this is a huge moment for us all to celebrate as we have, you know, come together to make this thing happen. I mean, to go back to the sports metaphor, you know, you celebrate the win and then the next day the work continues. That's right. You go back and we are still a union in solidarity with the other unions, with SAG, with the United Auto Workers, with IATSE next year. That's still part of our responsibility to stand with them. That's right. One of the things that we're working on right now is is uh, building that community, continuing to build that sense of community uh, in the days to come. So um, more on that. And, you know, in the spirit of building community, we are so excited to introduce you guys today to July Magazine. July Magazine is an independent digital only magazine that celebrates the stories and achievements of talents in film and television. With a focus on diverse voices and perspectives, they aim to amplify actors and filmmakers, shedding light on their creative processes, challenges, and accomplishments. The first issue of July Magazine was a a series of conversations between actors and writers who were involved in the strikes, um, which was really fascinating. I ended up doing an interview with a super cool actress from Toronto and just that conversation, it opened my eyes to all kinds of things about how like labor works and the impact that it has on the act of creating. And uh, so they're doing a second issue as well, also featuring uh, stories from the strike from people who have been really involved on the picket lines and beyond. And we have the creators here this week with us, Nolan Cifuentes and Diane Jong. You ready to get into this? Let's step into the confessional. Bless me, Father, for I have amplified the voices 
of striking filmmakers. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And we're super excited to uh, share who you are and your project with everyone. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I'm a photographer. I've been shooting for the last like eight years. I shoot all kinds of stuff, advertising, editorial, and I've been working with magazines for the last eight years. Tell me about how you got your first camera. Oh, gosh. I got my first camera. I was 12 years old and my mom bought me a camera. That is not when I started shooting at all. came very much later, but that is when I got my first camera. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Moreno Valley, um, which is in the Inland Empire in Southern California. It's about 90 minutes, 60 miles outside of L.A. That's where I grew up, but my family's from, my mom's from France, and my father's from Colombia. They somehow ended up in Moreno Valley. So if you didn't start shooting when your mom got you your first camera, how did you make the jump to actually, you know, working as an editorial photographer? Um, I mean, basically, I started building a portfolio using, like, yeah, just, like, going on Model Mayhem and, like, shooting people on my own. I remember, like, I went to FYS Fest. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Maybe to make the see And I brought just disposable cameras, and I just took a bunch of photos there. And I don't know, the photos ended up being really cool. And I was like, oh, I should, like, make a website for season. I also, like, went to Paris. I have family in Paris, and... I went to see my grandmother. This is like a couple of years before she passed away. And I just spent like a few weeks with her at her house, just like us two. And I took like so many photos of like the house and her in the house. Kind of just started taking photos of things that I liked more, I guess, that I was like more drawn to. Mm-hmm. I did all kinds of weird. I did another photo series where like I just photographed a bunch of naked men. Like I, it was kind of wild. I just like went to their house by myself, and then they would just get naked, and I would take photos of them. Or they would come over to my place, and I take photos of them. I was just like shooting all kinds of stuff. But basically, I built a portfolio and like made a website based on that, and then just started reaching out to photo editors. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually got one job. I was another job, and yeah, just kind of built from there. Uh, It sounds like you've got a really wide range of interests. How did you settle on actors (laughs) for July? Basically, yeah. So this is all of these um, photo series that I just mentioned. This is probably back in like 2015 or something like that. And I was more just experimenting and like finding my own voice and understanding what I like to do and shoot. So it was a lot more than what I'm doing now, which is a lot more honed in and focus um i don't know i mean part of it was i was like i well i i always been fascinated by by films and cinema i'm actually writing a screenplay right now one and getting into directing as well and that's just something i've always been into um i'm married to a cinematographer and we always just talk about like movies and watch movies together it's just something i've always been fascinated in since i was a kid and then in terms of photography i just started shooting more entertainment i was like wait i love shooting entertainment like i love just like meeting these actors like people that i'm a fan of and like working with actors and shooting actors i feel like there's just more of um more of like an artistic collaboration there it just feels like you can push the talent more in certain directions that feel good to me so yeah i just like kind of niched into like okay i want you know what i want to shoot celebrity and advertisement i shoot a lot of advertising too because makes a lot of money within <laughs> as well. It's always <laughs> so, good. Uh, mm-hmm. yes. 
So basically kind of through the last few years, just honed in a lot more on my style, understood like, okay, this is, there's so much that you can do in photography. There's so much we can shoot, but like, what is it that I actually enjoy? Like, what is it that I like that I'm like having fun doing? And it just felt a lot more like, okay, it feels more like just stylized, something where I have a lot more control. Oh, another thing I did for like a couple years was unit stills. I worked on, um, I've worked on a lot of indie movies and did a ton of unit stills, which I also was like, I don't really like. It was cool. It was really cool to be on set, but I didn't like doing it actually because I just want to be in control of the set. Like I want to be able to light things my way. I want to have like a more intimate connection with the talent. Mm, um kind of honed in and realized like this is what I'm into is and not only entertainment I mean I really like shooting actors and celebrities just because I watch so many movies that I kind of fangirl on a lot of people so I I basically just decided there's a lot of actors that I wanted to photograph um and I would reach out to different magazines and pitch these people to them and it would take forever either they would pass on it or it would so long to get anything done and I was like I could just be doing this myself like I could just be pitching I could just like you know it's really easy to find actor PRs on like IMDB Pro like I could just be emailing these people and like shooting them myself if I had my own magazine to do it and also I just know so many talented people I know so many other talented photographers and like I want to collaborate with them and I know so many like stylists and hair and makeup and set designers and just so many people that I've collaborated with throughout the years. And I'm like, I just want to bring all these people together. So originally, as I mentioned, the, the idea behind July was like, okay, let me make like a very niche magazine where it's just about actors, a little bit of filmmakers too, but like mostly actors, you know, a lot of other magazines feature like fashion and music too. But I, I'm like, for me, my... I'm I'm not super into music. I mean, I like music, but I'm not like this. My passion has always been like cinema and filmmaking and television, and the people, especially like the actors that are in it and filmmakers that make that. So I was like, let me, I'm gonna make like a niche magazine about that. Tell us about the mission of July. I mean, it's basically to profile actors and filmmakers, mostly actors, but also directors, some writers, people who are in film and television. Um, to give them a place to celebrate what they're doing, to learn more about their background and their process and um, what excites them. And also, you know, I obviously I'm a photographer and that's my background. So just creating really beautiful imagery with them that feels intimate and we're kind of just seeing like an intimate portrait of these people that I'm personally so fascinated by and for an audience that feels the same way about um, film and television. That's awesome. And so what are you going to talk about in this first issue of July? This was not our original goal for the first issue. Um, We actually had a whole different group of talent lined up originally. You know, we were just going to do, you know, kind of what I said, just like learning about their background and their process and like what they're working on. And so then the strike uh, happened and I mentioned that I was working on this to Diane and I kind of thought, well, I guess I'm not going to do it. Or, I mean, I'm going to do it, but, like, not until next year. I'm also, like, having a baby in a couple months. So I was like, I guess I'm going to just put this on pause for a while. <laughs> and Diane, <laughs> Diane was when she was like, why don't you do an issue about the strikes? And, like, really show support. You know, the, if these are the people you want to profile and you want to talk about it, 
you know, learn about their voices. Like, don't pause right now. This is the time to, like, you know, support them and, and be, this is, like, a huge pivotal historic moment. And, like, this is um, a moment that we could be a part of and, and profile and talk about. So, it's like, that is genius. Yeah. And let's do that. That's pretty much the goal behind the pre-launches. Um, and we have six talent now um, that we're going to be launching with. And we'll see, we'll kind of see what the, deal with the strike for once we launch if it's still going on for a while we might do a second issue with more people um but yeah we're kind of just taking it day by day at this point that's awesome now diane what opportunity did you see what did you want to get out of this first issue by pivoting to talk about the strike i mean honestly like i've been really pro-labor it's just really frustrating to see people who love what they do like i'm included in that like you know I do photography and creative direction and like you feel like you're doing you know all this creative work to like make your portfolio to get the commercial jobs and then once you get the commercial job you have to do the job and you're barely making enough to get by and I can see that happening like in all industries everywhere like you're sending like this whole labor movement across America and you know for me like I'm part of that I was just like tired of this shit you know so it's kind of like like why you know pause now and I think the people need to be heard like their stories need to be heard their experiences especially since you know there's so much like conglomerate owned media like this is independent media like we can talk about whatever we want and there's no one here to you know edit it out yes we love that so then um, can you talk a little bit about what the process was? I mean, you you, you decided to pivot. You're like, okay, we're going to do this. And um, then what? Like, what? how did you decide on um, how you were going to approach the issue? And then uh, how has the process been working out? We kind of worked on it together. Like, no one and I do a lot of these, like, work days um, at, like, a, you know, a community workspace. We call it our spaces days. That was where we had the original conversation. Well, she was uh, telling me about, you know, her magazine and how she might have to postpone it. And then on the spot, like, I kind of just, like, brought up, the, I brought up a question and we riffed on it and kind of developed the whole idea for an issue together right there. Oh, that's awesome. And what? how would you, um, like, characterize the idea in a nutshell? Could you, like, pitch it the way that you pitched it to her? Yeah, basically what no one said, which is, you know, this is a magazine that's meant to uplift actors and filmmakers. Like, isn't this, like, the literal definition of uplifting? You know, just, like, it was, it was kind of hard to, like, pitch the idea at first. It was hard to explain, like, we're not doing press for, you know, your right. next right. movie anymore. So, you know, we're, we're really focused on the strike. Um, we ended up getting six whole new talent. A lot of them were through word of mouth, like friends of friends people we shot before um we actually met we went to the strikes and we met a manager out there who she manages a couple actors she brought um a few actors for us um so it's a lot of the, the new issue a lot of it's just been through kind of bringing on work people from word of mouth but yeah i mean the idea behind the new issue is just talking about concerns in their industry, talking about how the industry's changed. We have people, actors that are newer in their career. We have actors that are like 30 years into their career. And it's really interesting to hear the different perspectives of how this is affecting them. We have the actors from Canada that may get interviewed. That'll be on the issue as well. 
and just hearing like all how it's affecting so so many different people across the board in in terms of the film industry. You know, not not just how the strike is affecting them, but just how all of these issues that are being brought up in the strike is affecting and changing the industry a lot. Have you learned anything that surprised you about what actors are going through during the strike? I learned something really interesting that I didn't know. I, so I have, like I said, my husband's a VP. My brother, um, he's in 728. He does lighting. So I know a lot of people who are in, uh, like, the IASI. And I know that they get paid um, days for their days. I didn't know this. I learned this in one of the interviews that actors and writers get paid per episode, which is kind of wild to me. And they were um, one of the writers who was saying, "Yeah, like yeah, he's been working, he's been writing for thirty over thirty years." And he was like, "When I was writing for television at the beginning of my career, you get twenty six episodes, so you you know, and there's just more writers in the room." And that now these shows are six episodes and they're also way longer. Each episode is, you know, 45 minutes, an hour long. Sometimes even some of these shows are longer than an hour and you're getting paid the exact same amount. And that was really, so you're actually doing a lot more work. You get less episodes and so less pay. Um, that was really surprising to me. I did not know that at all. Mm. It's also felt that they're now trying to outsource the cost of casting onto actors by doing those self-tapes. Like, I didn't realize that think self-tapes was such a, you know, costly endeavor. And, you know, it definitely doesn't even the playing field the way that casting does, you know, by providing the same environment for all the actors to perform in. Now, there's a lot of external factors that could play a role, like lighting and sound. And now, you know, actors might have to rent those self-tapes hate studios and it's just like yet one more thing for studios to kind of like offset the cost in their own pockets um i also learned about the practice of you know renaming or rebooting shows like around the third season so that they don't have to pay residual yeah there's so many little things and i am really really excited to see this first episode this first issue (laughs) of uh july um just even having had the opportunity to interview one of the actors which was super fun and also i learned something there um which was the extent to which people from other countries are impacted by the strikes that are going on here um so Carolina, um, the actress that I interviewed was not, uh, she, you know, pointed out, I'm not even a member of SAG-AFTRA because I'm Canadian, but because it was an American production, um, that, that I was working on that went away with the strikes. And, you know, she talked about how, um, how closely people in Canada are following every little moment of the news of what's unfolding here because it impacts them and they can't really, they can't really influence it. And that was something I had never thought about before. So thank you guys for doing this project. I mean, it's, it's going to be, I think really interesting and enlightening. And I mean, I've seen, we've seen your photography, so we know it's going to be beautiful. (laughs) So um, we're really excited to, uh, to see it. When is it going to come out and how can we find it? Well, I'm hoping, so we just shot today, actually, the last two of our talents. We're getting an interview soon. So I'm, I'm trying to get it out as fast as I can just because it's so, you know, relevant right now. So I'm hoping in the next, like, 
basically by the end of the month is the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find it. It's a digital magazine, so it's all free online. It's just july-magazine.com. Mm-hmm. And um, are you guys uh, on socials? Should people be following you? We have Instagram. It's July underscore underscore mag. M-A-D. So far, we just have Instagram, but eventually we're going to get TikTok. Oh, we've got threads, too, which I think you can just go to the Instagram and click the threads. And, oh, yeah, we're, Diane is a big TikTok worker. We'll probably do TikTok <laughs> <version>. <laughs> Yeah. I think a lot of the strikes this course on TikTok, actually. So that, that was kind of why, like, I had the idea ready to go. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, that that is great to know. Okay, so July underscore underscore mag. I yes. just followed you. Yay. Can't wait to see Yay. the first oh, great. Uh, issue. God, can I not say yeah. the word issue? <laughs> <laughs> we can just call it an episode. That's what we can there call we go. it. Yeah. Episode that would be one. Cool. Um, and then, you know, one last thought. I'm, I'm really curious. Um, thank you so much for um, everything that you guys are doing. It's really awesome. And um, how do you how do you feel about proceeding after the strike is over? You know, hopefully this first issue will be the only one that comes out and then it'll be done. And yay, yeah. we get to all move on with our creative lives. How are you feeling about that? I'm, I'm taking it day by day. I mean, I've heard people saying, you know, all oh, this stuff will be over in September. Someone recently told me, no, it's going to be over in May. Like, you know, who knows oh, no. going to happen. Who is that so, person? Yeah. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <wow>. Stop them. <laughs> um, my hope is that, yes, yeah, it's over soon and that, you know, the actors get a fair deal, writers get a fair deal, um, and that the industry moves forward in a very positive way when this is over. And then we'll go back to our original idea, which is, you know, we're going to talk to actors about what they're working on. We're going to talk to them about um, their background, their process, and kind of get more into the craft of it. You guys, this was awesome. Thanks for um, taking the time to share with us. And we are really excited about uh, your magazine. And um, thank you for doing everything that you've done to make Hollywood a happier place. And uh, yeah, we'll be looking forward to it, hopefully at the end of this month. That's all we've got for you this week, guys. Thank you again so much for joining us. Make sure that you check out July Magazine. It's july-magazine.com. They're also on social media, beautiful posts on Instagram. So check that out. And we will be back in a couple of weeks. And we are really looking forward to getting back to our usual format of having uh, some behind the scenes confessions with amazing voice actors who are like way cooler to listen to than me and JR. <laughs> and as soon as sag Astra has a deal, we're going to bring those voice actors back with open arms. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we will hopefully be seeing that happen very soon. In the meantime, you guys hit us up on uh, Twitter, Instagram or whatever X, you know, that thing. Um, we should probably set up a blue sky too. Uh, at Fess Up Hollywood. Um, and let us know if you have a shout out, a story to share. We would love to connect with you. And But until then, go create in peace. The Hollywood Confessional is produced by Megan Dane and J.R. Zamorathal. Special effects provided by Zapsplat and Pixabay. Hollywood Confessional is a Ninth Way Media production. 
Follow us on socials at Fessup Hollywood.